to see the kind of industries that are opening up. This is Local Biz Now with Joe Vagnone, where your business matters. Local Biz You have to determine what is working, what isn't working. Joe Vagnone is a respected business broker, helping individuals buy and sell businesses. Joe has successfully owned and operated many companies in a variety of industries. This is Local Biz Now, now because your business matters. You are listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. Let me tell you why. We like to inspire, inform, and entertain you. That's what we do at News Talk WSIC. 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, 1400 AM. I am Joe Vagnone, and you are listening to Local Biz Now. Well, we are coming to you live from our brand new sexy I can call this room sexy. Can I not call this room sexy? It is a sexy room. Don't answer that. I did. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Already did. Our all-new Burner's Cigar Studio, home of the finest premium cigars and cigar smokers in the world. Great people, premium cigars. Life is good at Burner's Cigars, located in Burkdale Village. Please go by and see the owner, Josh. Tell him that... uh, that Joe sent you. You are listening to Local Biz Now, where, say it, say it, say it, your business matters. Yeah, and we thank you for listening. Uh, we've been doing this show going on almost 11 years. I'm getting old. I'm getting. Feel, I'm fe- <laughs> Excuse me. I'm feeling old. Yeah, I'll go, I'll uh, I, I turned that. 60 this year. You don't look a day over 59, man. <laughs> I told my wife, you know, this birthday, I feel like I hit five extra on that. Yes. <laughs> so, so. You can actually su- subtract a year because 2020 doesn't count. <laughs> well, you know, I used to look in the mirror and see that sexy 30-year-old. Mm-hmm. Now I look in the mirror and see this fat, happy guy. <laughs> So I don't know you, which one I want. You swap roommates? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> uh, so, so every month we bring a co-host in. Unfortunately, this month, um, okay, I've been thinking about this. Oh. So this is a guy does nothing, says nothing, <laughs> is nothing. I mean, I, I've never seen him accomplish anything. I don't ever see him work. He's never picked up anything that I can tell. I've never seen him clean anything. <laughs> I've never seen him produce anything. And everybody wants to be him. I don't understand it. It is Patrick Reynolds. Patrick, my friend, uh, thank you so much for being here, buddy. I called you last week. The Kardashian <laughs> of Lake Norman. When I went home, my wife said, why did you offend him like that and say that? And I said, well, first of all, honey, I don't think you know what funny sounds like. Because that was funny. I thought that was funny. I thought it, I thought it was funny. I am going mm-hmm. to give you the new nickname, uh, Patrick Kardashian. Patrick Kardashian. Because like for some water. reason, you are everywhere in this town. Mm-hmm. And I can never figure out why. And every time I turn around, somebody's asking me, what does Patrick think? And I can never figure (laughs) out why. So thank you, sir, because this month I get to say, what does Patrick think? (laughs) And have you on the show, buddy. Thank you, buddy. We've known each other for for years because you used to work for the radio station years ago, right? I did, yes. Uh, On-air personality as well as sales 
person uh, out of WSIC in Statesville. That was just as they were branching down here into the Lake Norman area. But yeah, I did twofold. Did business advertising sales as well as an on-air dulcet-toned voice. So um, last week you told me you did a lot of the whole NASCAR or, or racing thing. I didn't know that about you. Yeah, that's what brought me to Lake Norman to begin with was uh, NASCAR. I was a uh, I grew up in Connecticut, raced at the grassroots level. Yes, literally drove. Had uh, didn't go to a prom in high school because I was at the racetrack that night. Uh, ran grassroots level, short track racing, pavement, dirt, things like that. Uh, it takes a lot of money to get up the motorsports ladder. Didn't really have it, but I came down here and uh, found employment in a career. And the NASCAR teams built cars, changed tires, etc. Whoa, 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 whoa. You I... can build them and race them? now. yeah. Listen, I think you're you, you stretching it now. <laughs> no, you, no. You're I... stretching it now. No, sir. No, sir. I used to build the cars. Uh, fabricator, mechanic, sheet metal, chassis. And then get in it and... Not down here. Not down here in Charlotte. Right. No, that was the upper professional levels. I just right. built them, put them in the hauler, and then somebody else <laughs> somebody else drove them. And paid, got paid a lot of money to do it. But I did it in the at my grassroots level in my teens and my 20s. Um, I sure did. Uh, Saturday night type of racing. Worked a job during the week. Oh, at five I mean, you know, that. that's a man's man I, kind of world. You, you know that. Right. I was there. I worked, uh, worked till midnight every night in my race shop. Saturdays we raced and uh, was back unloading it on Sunday, cleaning it up, getting ready for next Saturday night. That's kind of how my teens and 20s went. Uh, okay. How do you go from building cars? <laughs> got it. Being yeah. a man's man. Being you a man's understand man. that, right? Okay. Uh, driving on the dirt tracks. Okay, um, and becoming a writer, speaker, a radio host, uh, podcast dude. I know you as the MC dude up there at, uh, at the Catawba Fest and the, yeah. and the stuff that happens sure. uh, from Case. Um, so how does that happen? How does life change and bring you there? Because you've heard me say many times, small business people, it seems as though about every seven years we sort of reinvent ourselves in, in some way or another. You've you have done that very same thing. Mm -hmm. The magic of 2008 with the recession. <laughs> I think I think Necessity of, is what you're getting ready to say. Mother of invention, yes. I think half of America had to reinvent themselves at that time. Uh Professional NASCAR racing runs on corporate sponsorship. And when there's a recession, what's the first money everybody pulls is all that marketing and advertising dollars. Me and a few thousand of my closest friends were out of a job uh, yeah. in that winter when the when the market crashed. And I was networking and I ran into someone on WSIC who, of all things, was starting an auto racing talk show. And they asked me if I had ever tried radio before. I said, no. They said, you want to give it a shot? I said, sure. But I know you. You, you said, I can do it before I you've ever done it. I thought I could. I just got on. And somehow through osmosis of watching as a fan on television and listening on radio to auto racing all those years, some talent must have seeped into me because <laughs> I got on a microphone and I somehow was able to do it. And I'll tell you this what it takes me back to, believe it or not, I was an odd kid in high school, which is no surprise no, to you. Yes. Don't tell me that. Because I was a, I took shop and was learning how to work on cars, but believe it or not, I also took 
theater. Really? I loved theater. I loved the musicals. I loved the plays. And I was in, in, on a stage in front of an audience. See, see, and that, that's the that, connection. That is two things I would have never thought about. First of all, you know, being a man's man. Th- th- I don't see that in Me Patrick being a man's man? Kardashian. I don't, I don't insulted, see that. But I, love I, I don't see that. And then um, you being a drama dude. I, yeah. I, I don't see that either. At, both are true. It's like, really? wow. it, it would drop the facts that people. You're like a think, renaissance man. I like that. I can't spell Renaissance, but yeah, I can say it, which makes a good radio guy. I don't need to write. I need to speak. And boy, charm my audience. Okay, so so before we go to break, let, let's go back to your. We're going to make it this week too. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But, but before we go to break, uh, let me just end with: He does nothing. He knows nothing. He is nothing. We don't ever know where he is. He, he hides when work actually has to be done. Patrick Kardashian will be our co-host for the entire. Month. Uh, thank you, Patrick, for being here, buddy. Well, welcome. Thank you when for having me. When we come back. When we come back. You're going to teach us something. Okay. Are you ready? Um, no, but well, let's do it anyway. Never held me back before. Okay. I'm good at improv. Let me ask you a question. Answer. If it's Monday afternoon. My business matters. Oh, he cold-hearted, man. Cold-hearted. We'll be right back. Yeah, Local Biz Now, where your business matters. You are listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina. Let me prove it to you. We are coming to you live from Burner Cigar Studio, home of the finest premium cigars and cigar smokers in the world. Great people, premium cigars. Life is good at Burner Cigars, located in Burkdale Village in Huntersville. We hope to inspire, inform, and entertain you, because that's what we do at Newstalk WSIC. We've been doing this over 10 years strong. We have well over 800 small business owners and community leaders that we have interviewed. We have well over 525 videos um, that you can see on my brand new YouTube channel. Go to Joe Vagnone Business Broker and check all of those out. We are also live on the book right now. We are live on the tubes. Those of you that don't know Joe Talk, book means Facebook Live. Tubes mean YouTube. Uh, Please go and you can participate on Facebook and if you want to ask us a question, we'll be happy to get those answers. I am here with my co-host for the entire month, Patrick Kardashian <laughs> Reynolds. Uh, Patrick, my friend, thank you so much for being here, buddy. Thank you. It is an honor to co-host Local Biz Now. Okay, so like, no. you told me, you've known me now for years, you did not know that the co-host is supposed to educate us. You told me you didn't know that, which is insulting, it is embarrassing. It is a shameful act because I know you listen on Facebook that you didn't know the co-host has to deliver. You don't get to come on here like you do with your regular Kardashian life and not deliver. You understand? You got to produce here in the Joe show. That, you got it? that insulted you? Yes. I've got much better insults <laughs> than that. So what do you want to educate us on today, my friend? Public speaking. Okay, great, Good. perfect. Educate you the man in public that. speaking. I am the man on that. Um, the man. I just want to point out, we're going to track this during the show, a little okay. social media experiment. Okay. <laughs> Currently, before I begin, Kim Kardashian yes. has 364 million followers on Instagram. She must be busy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Doing things. Keeping up with all his people. Doing things. Okay. Patrick Reynolds. Oh, boy. It's going to be close. 726 <laughs> followers on Instagram. Okay. So we, 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 okay. we can catch her. I can catch her by the end of the show. Lake Norman in Ireland County, I'm counting on you to go <laughs> Speedway underscore Pat at Instagram. Let's see what I can do by the end of the show. One more time. Speedway underscore Pat. Pat. Yes. So we can get him some extra followers. So get, okay. I'm, follow me on Instagram. So we'll, okay. let's see if I can catch Kim Kardashian. Okay. Let's do it. Back to five public speaking tips. Perfect. Number one. Know your audience. Ah, you want to think about that? Who are you talking to? That's actually harder to do than, mm-hmm. than it is to say. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Know your audience. Just speak. You don't have to have your signature speech crafted. You don't have to reinvent the wheel for an audience. But if you can just massage it a little bit, tweak it. I've done this where it's basically the same from a group, from an organization to right. a business. I have speeches that are designed with messages and guess what? Lessons to educate people and right. solve some problems. You don't have to reinvent the wheel for each one, but you do have to direct it towards who you're speaking yeah, to. I, I really have messed that up many times. <laughs> Not knowing I, your audience. Well, you know me, I'm a small business guy. That's all I know. I know small business, right? So when I go in, I tell you about small business, you know, and might be a group of 79 year old men. They're done with that, right? You know what I mean? So, so I've made that mistake before. Yeah, <laughs> so, kind of some, yeah. something along the lines of when you come in there, what problem are you solving? Solving. Right. Why are you talking to them? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. Number two, very okay. close relationship to know your audience. Prepare, prepare, and prepare. I, that's my second one. That's prepare. A, that's a motto of my my life. I, I absolutely believe that one. There's whatever you're going to do, preparation is the most important thing you can do, and is the best way to relieve stress. Preparation. Prep. Yes. Just prep for it. If Wilton would just prep better for this show, we can he wouldn't him. be so stressed when he sees me walk in the door because he gets a little nervous when I walk in. Do you understand? I sometimes I relate to that because sometimes I'm stressed or anxious about what I have to do. And sometimes just you making a list. Prep. Right. Just making a list. Amen. And start prioritizing. I haven't fixed a thing. I haven't done a thing, which you've pointed out in the show. I don't do anything anyway. <laughs> That'd make me stressful, too. <laughs> have nothing a, to hold my hat on. Okay, but go ahead. But I got to show up and I actually have to do something. <laughs> I get stressed. <laughs> I'm very relaxed if it's my normal routine when I don't really do I'm anything. I'm really relaxed with my normal routine or nothing. It's just when I have to do something, I get a little stressed. What, yeah. Well, I appreciate people that. People ask me, what am I doing? I'm like, well, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> Patrick Kardashian. I just showed up. I mean, what, I, what more am I going to do? So if you got to do something besides show up, you want to prep I better prepare. It. I better prepare. Okay. I better prepare. Okay. Now here is where actually the first two easily put in your hands, easily put in the presenter's hands. Number three for public speaking. This is a little trickier, but own the space. Mm. Know what okay. that means? Know what that means? What, do you, what would you uh, think it means uh, to you? Uh, and this, I think this can be interpretive. I don't think there's a wrong answer. To you understand? This. I don't do a lot of public speaking, right? I, right. It, it, it's not my gig, right? I'm a one-on-one kind of guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, but I will tell you this: when I get up on stage, if I haven't been there before, it is difficult to do that, to own that, to mm-hmm. to command all corners of the stage or the room that that you're actually in. It's what makes you uncomfortable or not. It's another form of preparation, I would tell you, to try and be there in advance and kind of feel it out. I agree. The audience will pick up on that as well. It's a little bit of a trickle down. When you uh, don't own the space, they can sense that. And this is not a literal turn. Don't go by the building. 
Right. <laughs> Just it's a metaphor, but be you're on stage and own it mentally, uh, not so much physically, but in your in your vocals, you're talking to the audience. Whatever the topic is, this is my stage. This is my my space. You don't want to come off as cocky, but definitely want to come off as well, confident. I, I mean, even though the. Uh, 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 the last time I, I spoke, I think it was some uh, Kiwanis or right. something like that. I went there an hour early and mm -hmm. I helped them set up where the the mic was going to be and where the podium was going to be, right? Because mm -hmm. I am a guy that likes to show up early, right? Prepare, prepare, prepare. But it did make me feel very comfortable mm -hmm. that I'm the one that put that podium there, right? Sure. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Absolutely. So, and if I had just walked in 10 minutes early, I don't think I would have had that same comfort. Mm-hmm. I agree. And okay. you go up there, it's little things because those little things can be distracting, ruin the day a little bit. So if you eliminate that, you know, like a pebble in your shoe. But if you eliminate, you know where the mic is, it's pointed to the left, not to the right. The wire's over here. If it's if it's not wireless, make sure you step over that. Right. Little things like that. Because what if you trip? What if you speak and the mic's not there or the volume's not right? Things like that. You can run it through with sound guys speaking as a great plug for Waves Entertainment as a sound company that often uh, runs stages and concerts. Yeah, they can sound check you and run through anything you wish ahead of time. But yeah, get there ahead of time and just own that space. Make sure it's yours. Cool. Cool. Number four. Number four. Number four. Comes back to my theater days. Be confident. Very close relative to own the space is be confident in what you're talking about and your presence on the stage. Act and know that you belong in front of that audience. If okay. you don't have the confidence, I believe an audience will definitely pick up on that. Yeah, and me, that's why I will not speak unless it's about small business. Mm -hmm. that, you know, I, I'm very comfortable. Know it. Said it a hundred times. Nobody has bought and sold, owned and operated more small businesses than me than you will ever meet. And I and I absolutely challenge you to find that person, right? Um, so I'm comfortable talking about small business. But anything else, I'm not your guy. <laughs> You know, <laughs> let's find somebody else. I don't want to be up on stage talking about something I'm not comfortable with. That confidence aspect for me comes back to my theater days when in high school we had a script. But when you are live in front of an auditorium full of people, even your peers, your high school classmates, things go wrong. You got to pivot. You have to adapt. I got a very short story. I on don't that. believe I could have <laughs> stand up on stage in high school. I don't think I could have done it. I was in Indianapolis. And I was on my way to an awards ceremony there. Uh, it was a breakfast. I was driving there and my phone rings. I'm almost there. It is the president of the organization that is handing out the awards. I see the phone. Oh, hey. Answer the phone. Hey, good morning. She goes, hey, Patrick, how are you? Good. She says, hey, are you coming to the awards ceremony this morning? I said, I sure am. I'm about 10 minutes out. She goes, great. Um... Can you MC this thing? <laughs> shortest shortest notice I ever had. Pulled into the parking lot, hopped out, checked in like everybody else. Found the president. She handed me the run of show. I looked it over. Tap, tap, tap on the mic. Test one, two. Good morning, everybody. And we rolled. We just rolled with it. Shortest, shortest. So I needed to tap but into that's the not theater easy. confidence. That, that is not easy to have. So that confidence requires some experience in the in the 
past, correct? Would you agree with that? Yes. I have the confidence in me because I've been through a lot. I've messed up a lot. Right. You, you learn more from your mistakes than you do your victories anyway. But yeah, I, I draw from years and honestly, of what I have learned is when you're standing up on stage, honestly, people will embrace your mistakes. You know, Absolutely. I mean, we, we all make them, you know, just most fi people, figure it out and, and move on. Most people look at you as like, well, you're the one up there, not me. And they'd rather you be up there. That's right. <laughs> I know I'd rather yeah. you be up there than me. That's <laughs> with, with the MC work that I do in uh, in Cornelius, I do ask sponsors, would you like to step on stage to the mic and tell the audience about your they company? They say, nah, you do it. The fear of God comes over their face. They go, no, you do it. No, you. I don't want to do it. Please do not make me get up on stage. No problem, my friend. Tell me about your company and I'll talk to the audience for you. That's fine. Uh, number five, enjoy yourself. Have fun. And it can be a lot of fun. One of the most rewarding things I do is I step off stage and the audience laughed. I laughed. Maybe I did screw up and make a mistake, but we embraced it. We laughed because we're people. They're people, that type of thing. But you have fun. And I got to admit that I've, and I've had plenty of jobs. That alarm went off in the morning in my lifetime. I did not want to get out of bed and go do it. But when I do this type of work, MC, hosting, public speaking, I have a lot of fun with it. I just you, you are that. probably the happiest I've, I've seen you in 10 years. No, 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 no <laughs> doubt about it. I mean, this doing nothing, it, yeah. it, it really, it really, it works for you. It's hard work doing nothing, man. <laughs> it is hard work doing nothing. But yeah, it's, evidently it's, it's working for me. So uh, let's, you know, let's, I can feel the, the Instagram following just skyrocketing okay. as we're speaking. So go over all five real quick, just, just to go one through five real quick. We got 20 seconds. One, know your audience. Two, prepare, prepare, prepare. Three, own the space. Four, be confident. And five, have fun, enjoy yourself. You just heard it from Patrick Kardashian <laughs> Reynolds. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. If it's Monday afternoon, say it, say it, say it. Your business matters. Yeah, we'll be right back. Yeah, you are listening to Local Biz Now. I am Joe Vagnone. If it's Monday afternoon, your business matters. We're coming to you live from Burner's Cigar Studio, home of the finest premium cigars and cigar smokers in the world. Great people, premium cigars, life is good at Burner Cigars, located in Burkdale Village. You are listening to Local Biz Now, where we hope to inspire inform and entertain you because that's what we do at WSIC. I am here with my co-host for the entire month, Patrick Kardashian Reynolds. Patrick, my friend, thank you so much for being here. Honored to be here. Thank you, Joe. And we have a, uh, this is a treat. You know, uh, very few people don't know this about me, but I started Lake Norman Woman Magazine many years ago, 15 16 years ago. And so it's one of my regular reads. And whenever I find an intriguing, inspiring person, I do everything I can to get them on the show. And today is exactly um, exactly that case. And so we have Josie Lake here. Uh, Josie, thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you for having me. And Josie has put up with Patrick and I for the first half of the show. I thank <laughs> you for that. It's been fun. So so uh, one of, one of the... Um, Things that intrigued me uh, after reading your article in the Lake Norman Woman magazine was you, you're like this um, tr 
trendsetter. You are stepping outside of what medicine is currently doing and doing it on your own. It is a rare thing that seems to happen. Um, I read your article and it just inspired me enough that I really want to get you on the show. So let's start with exactly what is your business and where is it at? Okay. I am Lake Internal Medicine and Pediatrics and I am in Huntersville in the business park. And it is a direct primary care um, medical office where we are not associated with either of the hospitals. I'm completely independent doc. Um, And instead of dealing with insurance, patients pay me a monthly uh, membership fee. And everything that happens in my office, including most blood work, is included in that. And they have 24-hour access to me via text. They have my personal cell number. Um, they, you know, it's just me and the nurse in an office. It is back to old time medicine. I, I mean, I read that and it was like, now my son is now 22 years old, right? Yeah. So it, I think we kind of just missed you, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, wow, yeah. this is what every parent really wants for yeah. their kid, right? Well, an adult, because I'm an internal medicine physician, which is adult medicine. I'm dual boarded with two. Okay, so it's not just pediatric. Nope. Okay, nope. okay, yep. okay. So I'm an, I'm, I did a residency and board certified in internal medicine, which is adult medicine. Okay. And I did a residency and, and in boarded in pediatrics. So I see all ages. Oh, okay. I was not aware of that. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. And so... So, so when I can have... A doctor. I can have a my doctor. Like when people say, who's your doctor? Let me tell you something. You never seem to see the same one. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. But in your case, you're it. I am it. And it's been glorious. I left the big system um, back in 21, um, right in the midst of COVID. I had had my fill of every 10 minute um, seeing a patient. Um, and I went from, you know, full-time doctor has about 3000 patients as their panel. I didn't know that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no, it's not possible to, to keep track of 3000. It is not but. possible. And do good medicine. How do you do that? I couldn't sleep at night cause I was worried I right. was missing. Things, right, right, right. right. So you don't I need will... to be worried. I promise you, you're missing something when <laughs> it's 3000. I know. Right. <laughs> um, so I will cap my practice when I get to about 400. Patients. Oh, so, so we, this is limited time only. Limited time only. So Exclusive. when I'm full, I'm full. Um, but those patients, when you come in, instead of a 10-minute visit, you have either an hour or two hours. If you're coming in for your yearly physical, right. you're an adult. It's going to have two hours with me where you're going to go through everything Head to toe. So my wife, who's a hypochondriac, would just love this. Mm -hmm. She could make the list and ask every single one of those questions. Absolutely. And I'm a list maker. I want my patients to make that list. I want to address every single thing that is on their mind. And we do. And it's great. So I had two questions. As I, as I read this article, right, and I really liked it. Um, First of all, how do you determine what's the monthly fee? How, how do you decide this works for me, right? As as the business guy, I'm looking at your business model and wondering, how's that model look like? What's it look like? Well, there is a formula um, that direct primary care practices use, and it is how many patients do you, um, how many patients do you think you could handle and feel comfortable? Right. What are your expenses? And then divide that out and figure out what your monthly fee is. Right. So I did that, and I set my fee. 
And that's how you came up to, I want about 400 patients. Exactly. Because I'm comfortable. That's how much I want right. I want my life to look that. Exactly. This way you still have a life as well. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, you know, when I, when I, was, when I was practicing in one of the big systems, um, my patients, um, you know, I gave my cell phone out to most of my patients then. Whoa. Okay. So, you know, that was comfortable to me. So I knew that if something was going on, they wouldn't have to go through the whole phone tree. Do, do you find people take advantage of that? Absolutely not. They are so respectful. Um, it gives them, you know, confidence, you know, security that they can have access. But my patients very rarely bother me in the middle of the night. Right. You know, my smattering of phone calls that are going to be off hours are usually going to be between seven and nine. People are getting home from work. And then again in the morning before they're going to work, like between seven and eight thirty. Right. Um, very respectful. And very rarely do they bother me on the weekend. And it probably just saved three or four hours during the day of them having to come in. Right. If they right. could just get five minutes of your time, yes. you could answer the question yes. it's over with. And it's so much easier for me to answer a quick question than to have a patient then surf the web, right? And come up with right. some worrisome thing. And then I have to unwind all that. So right, I right, would right. much rather. You talk about question. my wife now. You, you understand that, don't yeah. you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd much rather them say, hey, doc, this is going on. What do you think? And I can just quickly text them back and answer that question. Um, and it's been, I can go to sleep at night and knowing my patients are well taken care of. It's been great. So that really, it just intrigues me, right? Yeah. That concept. It sounds so simplistic. Mm -hmm. You ask yourself, why haven't? We've been doing more of that. Mm -hmm. It is a growing movement. You would be shocked. I mean, um, there are probably, I don't know, 15, 20 docs, I think, in the Charlotte area that are doing this more and more. There are thousands, thousands maybe hundreds of thousands across the U.S. who, at least in the past 10 years, have right. opened a direct primary care practice. And so then if it's something you cannot handle, yeah. then you would say, here's a list of people that I recommend you Yeah, right. And, and because I've been here for so long, I've been in Lake Norman for 20-something years, so right. I know all the subspecialists. I know who's the best. And, um, you know, I can also reach out to them. So maybe I can, don't even, you don't even need to go. I can just reach out to them and have a conversation with them before, you know, do they need to go to a subspecialist? Oh, not? well, that would be such yeah. a time saver. I know. So I can say, hey, blah, 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 you know, Dr. So-and-so, I've got this. What do you think? Um, and they're so overburdened, they don't want unnecessary patients in their office either. Right. So, you know, so specialists are happy to have a conversation with me rather than me sending them right on over. Um, but if you need to go to a subspecialist, I'm going to arrange for that. And I'm going to have a conversation with that doctor instead of going through the whole wait for, you right. know, you know, I'm going to communicate. I have right. time to do that. So I encourage you to go uh, to her website. Um, right after you're done signing up for Patrick Kardashian's... Um, 727. Twitter feed or whatever it is he does. Uh, <laughs> um, go to uh, Lake internal medicine and pediatrics uh, dot com it's actually lake medical dot com lake medical dot com is the website uh, go there uh, check this out check out the the uh, services um, and you could be one of her 400 lucky patients in the area I would be honored that sounds great so uh, okay now, you don't have to go back to 1963, but kind of give me an idea of what the life of a doctor is before you're a doctor. Did you always, in your mind's eye, see yourself as a doctor? What did that look like? I am a, I am not the typical person. 
Um, I came from a family that had never been to college. I was the first person to go to college, but I knew when I was like nine that I wanted to be a doctor. So I knew right off and that's the path that I took. I went to college at uh, Tulane in New Orleans. I met my fabulous husband at Tulane and he was a Bostonian. I was lucky enough to get into a Boston med school. So I did med school and residency in Boston. And then, um, so that was you know college, then four years of med school, four years of residency, and then- Residency um, was in Boston. In Boston. Mm-hmm. And then um, I uh, came back. I paid for med school by being part of the National Health Service Corps because uh, I didn't have any money. So I did four, um, four years in rural medicine out in Wadesboro, North Carolina, and then came what into- What was that like? That was, that was like residency all over again. Was it really? I mean, there's a small hospital out there. I was everything. You know, I ran, my, my patient was in the ICU. I did that. And, you know, I didn't do the ER, but everything from the ER I took care of. That with, reminds me of the movie Doc Hollywood. It was, yes, was it like that? it was very much like that. <laughs> very much like that. Let, let's, let's take a break. We come back. Let's, let's find out um, what it's like to become a doctor okay. and help people. All right. You are listening to Local Biz Now. I am here with uh, Dr. Josie Lake. And if it's Monday afternoon, your business matters. Yeah. We'll be right back. are listening to the number one talk business show in all of North Carolina, but going strong for 10 years. We are live from Burner Cigar Studio, home of the finest premium cigars and cigar smokers in the world. Great people, premium cigars. Life is good at Burner Cigars, located in Burkdale Village. Please go by and uh, check it out and, and let my buddy Josh know. Uh, that you heard it here on WSIC. You are listening to Local Biz Now, where your business matters. We are talking with Dr. Josie Lake. She is a spectacular woman that has created a business that uh, is one-stop shop for family medical care, if I understand it correctly. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, and, Newborns it up. And we, we were talking before the break, and you were describing you were in Boston, you had to finish up some stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then you went to a small town and um, did some, some work there. National did, Health Service Corps to pay for my med school. Describe that. Just describe what that's like. That was, you can imagine being in a tiny town where patients will pull up to your house and with a child that needs stitching, um, you know, you, you everybody knows you. And a tiny hospital where you're taking care of them in the hospital, um, you're taking care of them in the ICU, and then busy office where patients have have had very little medical care. So it was a great learning experience for me, but overwhelming and exhausting. So... If you're not there, where do they go? They drive 30 miles someplace else? Yeah, yeah. They would drive all the way like out to Monroe or into Charlotte. Yeah. You're bringing back the days of like the black bag. The old, exactly. old style doctors Absolutely. would come to the house. Not literally. Absolutely. Do you make house calls, by the way? Um, with this practice, um, only for newborns. Okay. So yeah. they do exist from yes, a generation ago. They do. Incredible. Yeah. But the truth is, what you're doing now, you're very used to doing. Yes, very used to doing. I've, I'm, I've come back to that. I came out of residency mm-hmm. in Boston. 
Um, and I did the old fashioned kind of medicine. Right. And now I'm back to that again, only in a more controlled setting. Okay. So, so you were describing that there is this growing trend of small business people yeah. that are trying to connect with you to provide some service for right. their employees. Talk about what that program looks like. Yeah, so there's um, companies that are small, either they self-insure or even smaller and don't are you know beyond where they don't have to offer insurance. They will pay for their employees to have me as their primary care doctor. Um, for the people who self-insure, it dramatically cuts down on their medicine, uh, the money that they will end up paying right. in that person's health care because it, it'll keep it. Um, employee out of the emergency room, unnecessary procedures, unnecessary subspecialist. Um, so that pay, that employee is getting good primary care insured. Right. Okay. So they're cutting down on their overall healthcare spending for that company. That really seems like a very uh, refreshing solution to a lot of challenges for mm -hmm. small business people. Yeah. And some small businesses will pay a, like half and then the employee will pay half. Right. And some of them pay for it all. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that was happening. Yeah. You are educating me a lot. Oh, on I'm this, glad to do that. that. Yeah. I'm glad to do that. So so you were describing uh, direct primary care mm -hmm. and concierge, and, and there, there's a difference, and you want to make sure people understood the difference right. here. So let, let's do that, because I don't know what either one of them is. Okay. So let's let so educate there, everybody. So there's two, two trends in medicine, concierge medicine, which I think is going to get replaced with direct primary care. Concierge medicine is sort of what I'm doing. Only the doctor charges more and bills your insurance. So, and there's usually more bells and whistles, a fancier office. They might have, um, you know, fancier equipment, um, but they are billing you and you know, the monthly membership fee. And they're also bill, billing insurance. So in my office, um, I have a very simple office. Uh, 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 justify that for me because I'm a little confused. Yeah. Why would I pay you and know that you're also billing the insurance company? Because, you know. Those of you that don't see this on the radio, she gave me a smirk. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good um, question, Joe. That is a very good question. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, um, because they don't know. They don't know about direct primary care okay. practices. Okay. Okay. Um, so they think, you know getting better care, I'm going to go to a concierge doctor, um, direct primary care practices are popping up all over. And we keep it simple. We don't need a billing person. We don't have to do all the documentation for the insurance companies. You know, we don't have to, you know, um, jump, jump through a million hurdles to get our your visit covered. If you think I need it, you will make sure it I happens. get that test or whatever right, it is. Right, right, right. And, you're, and everything in our office is covered with your membership fee. So if you come in, you need an EKG, it's part of your membership fee. If you need labs, most of the labs are gonna be part of that membership fee. Right. So you're not having, we're not using your insurance at Healthcare all. Healthcare made simple. Made simple. Uh, LakeMedicalPractice.com, mm -hmm. LakeMedicalPractice.com. I urge you to consider that. Um, I, I gotta be honest with you, it really does seem like the perfect thing to do if you have a couple of kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, cause yeah. gosh. Or if you're an adult who has, you know, complex medical issues. You know, if you need somebody to, you know, make sure all, like you have multiple subspecialists, you need someone to put right. everything together for you. Right. Yeah. What about uh, my mother? She's she's eighty two, an elderly person. Is that is that somebody you're comfortable with? Absolutely, one hundred percent. 
Yep. Yeah, because we literally find ourselves yeah. um, having to make sure mom's comfortable, right? right? She won't even go to the doctor unless she knows who it is. Right. Right. <laughs> right. That's she's right. Not what gonna, we want to talk about. She's not going to have to go in there and wait in any waiting room. She's right. going to come right in the door in an exam oh, room. No that, waiting that, that ever. Right there. That right there is it. Yeah. We don't Just, even have a waiting room. Perfect. Wow. Mm -hmm. Josie, I got to ask you, you obviously, you know, studied, got got your doctorate, you take care of people. You're also running a business at the same time. Those are two very different skills, but they're in two lanes right alongside each other that have to work in harmony. Do you have help on the business side or do do you manage that yourself? Or how does, how does the business side of it and caring for patients work together for you? Well, um, a little bit of both. My husband is in finance and is a business person. Mm-hmm. Um, for direct primary care doctors, there is a huge network on Direct Primary Care Alliance that helps with, they have a lawyer for us. There's accountants that we can talk to. Um, they've got business models that we can follow. Um, so it, we've got a lot of support out there um, for people who are in direct primary care because it is a very huge growing mo- movement. So... How long did it take you to build the business from when you left the big the big city, so to speak, the, the corporate machine to yeah. where you are now? What kind of building process is that for a business level? Well, I had quite a few of my patients follow me from uh, from my big uh, from my office before, so it was moderately easy. Uh, I had patients that came with me because the way you do business, the way you practice medicine, yeah. you already knew them and they already knew you. I mean, great relationships. Right. I think. The minute you yeah. said, I'm doing something different, like, they said, where, I'm, where? I'm there. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. And that, the, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Right. See, so, Josie is not a Kardashian. She's doing no, no. something. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> She's not a Patrick. A- absolutely. <laughs> there's, there's no question about it. it, it I, I think somehow the article that I read in uh, Lake Noma Woman magazine described you very very well. They did a great job of describing what is sitting <laughs> across from me right now. You are genuine. You are real. You are who you who you say you are. And yeah. clearly, I know that comes across to the patients. Yeah. I mean, my, my patients, a lot of my patients have been with me since I moved to Charlotte 20 years ago. And I have I have families, you know, that I have, you know, I have the grandparents, the parents, the the kids, right? And now the grand, you know, the great grandkids. You know, I have like four generations that I've you know been following. Josie, you beautiful. reminded me I'm getting old. You, you, oh, you know? <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm like only behind you by a couple of years. So I don't say old. I do not appreciate that at all. Again, getting, getting. <laughs> Stop. 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 Uh, one more time, the website that they can go to for this spectacular special care you do not have to wait in a waiting room no I waiting mean, room exists. no waiting uh, what, no waiting room i, I can't think of yep. a better selling point oh my yeah. goodness Never no waiting have room to wait well no what's the website room. one more time lakemedicalpractice.com or Great. just google dr josie lake dr josie lake it is such a pleasure to talk with you I, i'm curious because i asked this of all small business people were you scared? Were you nervous when you started on your own? I mean, oh. I, I tell people this often: if you're not a, if you're not nervous, you don't know what you're getting ready to step into. But in your case, yeah. maybe it's different. I, I was I was nervous, and still I am a nervous. But I was going to either leave medicine or do something different. I was at that point, that burnout point that so many doctors are at. I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. I'm going to do it differently. 
You know, I, I told somebody this, and they, you know, looked at me like Joe. What do you know? And, and certainly, I don't know anything about healthcare. But, but to me, transportation and healthcare have turned into this bureaucracy that is just top heavy with so many issues that are not related to the customer receiving value or mm-hmm. good service. Mm-hmm. You are not comfortable when you go to these large hospitals. Mm-hmm. You are not comfortable if you get on a, a plane right yep. now to t- travel. You know, and, and, those, it didn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. And you're really proving that there is a better way. There is definitely a better way. And I'm, I'm hoping that this movement continues on and doctors are going to take back medicine from right. the big systems. We've only got about 30 seconds. What would you like to say to that person that's listening to Joe and Josie right now and they're thinking about uh, picking up the phone and calling you? What would you say to them? Call my office and come in and for a meet and greet. Cost you nothing. Just come and meet us. Come see my, my beautiful little office and... Uh, and just meet me. Do it. Website. One more time. LakeMedicalPractice.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are listening to Josie Lake. She is spectacular. And I urge you to go see her. If it's Monday afternoon, say it, Patrick. Say it. Say it. No waiting room. Ah. <laughs> Your business matters. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next week. <laughs> The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, W290DK, Mooresville, Lake Norman, North Charlotte.